Brooklyn Rebound Network Movies Are Relevant Podcast Edition Midsummer Edition because it is midsummer, the middle of summer movie season. I guess it's I don't know, it might be a little past the middle of summer movie season since that starts at like April now or whatever, but it is calendar wise midsummer. It's your boy Padre over here, of course with my partner over there on Movies Are Relevant, E. Dashnam. How are you doing, sir? Doing all right, man. Doing okay. Just uh, ready to never get in a serious relationship again. And you know what? I think that's probably for the best. I don't know if I will either at this point. I mean, it's, uh, it, the movie we're primarily going to discuss today, it didn't make me want to get in a relationship, certainly. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it, it's rough out there. People will only let you down and stuff you into a bear carcass. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. So, so I guess we should uh, let, let's just set the table a little bit here before we get we throw out a lot of spoilers and stuff. We're gonna talk about the film, the Ari Aster new film, Midsummer, as spelled M I. I think it's M I D S O M M A R. Uh, we're gonna talk about that on this episode. We're probably mostly gonna talk, you know, talk about the film the whole time, spoilers and everything like that. Maybe we should give a a couple minutes up front of general thoughts and then we'll say spoilers for the rest of the time uh do you agree with that e dash nom yeah that's usually how we do shit like this that's so like i said midsummer is what we're mainly going to focus on i guess real quick before is there any other like big i mean i don't know this is considered a big summer movie it's a, it's an indie film i guess it's probably only out in, in major cities at this point now anyway but did you have any quick quick hitting thoughts on any others summer block blockbusters or otherwise uh not really man when i went to see this one the other movies playing in the theater were toy story 4 on two screens and spider-man 2 on two screens um so it's really bleak out there for like you know adults who want to see movies i don't know why i'm being a dick spider-man's probably fine yeah and that's there adults like that kind of movie nowadays it's all kids' movies, you know, right? Uh, I mean, adults like Toy Story, too. I'll probably watch Toy Story 4 when it's on Netflix or whatever. Man, I don't give a fuck about Toy Story. I remember, like, in 3, like, they had the whole, uh, you know... I, I like how the, how they kind of took it dark with the the toys were about to get, like, an incinerated in a fire, like, Holocaust-style. That was pretty interesting That's, they went there. I heard that. Uh, you didn't see that one? Yeah, I heard that, and it was interesting, and, like... I'm no, I'm sure that they're like brilliant, lovely movies, and every person is right about it, and it's not that the case that movies like Toy Story and, and other Pixar films are popular because we've infantilized an entire generation of American adult by you know teaching it to love this kind of like childish movie, but I, I just can't I cannot watch a movie about toys, and like other Disney movies are fine, like Coco was genuinely great. I just, like, I'm not going to watch a, a movie about, like, what are toys thinking about? Well, I'm not doing I mean, it. I, again, this episode is not supposed to be about that, so. But uh, I know we could probably debate this for longer than we're going to talk about Midsummer, but I do think it's not really about to- what toys are thinking. I mean, it, it is kind of, I do think the Toy Story movies are kind of, um, I mean, they make the toys into, like, actual adults or, you know, like, actual humans, like, so it's kind of, like, showing real human life a little bit or how they interact with they basically it's putting the toys in, in like a role of like a society type of thing so i don't i don't think that's the toy star movies are the best example of some like dumb kids thing or like making americans more childish or whatever I, even like marvel movies or something like that is probably does that more i would say i mean we've certainly been infantilized by the marvel industrial complex that's not what i'm i'm not saying that that isn't true yeah, I'm just saying one, one. More, I don't know, more so and it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be obnoxious to hear me talk about this. But like, goddamn it, 
so many movies don't get made now that were made in the 90s and early on. It's just like, because they're not going to make a billion dollars. And you know what can make make a billion dollars? Like, movies about action figures or movies about what action figures are thinking about. Yeah, and I mean, even the original Toy Story, like, even back then, that was a novel idea in terms of, like, it wasn't a p- existing property or whatever. Like, everything has to be now. So, yeah, I don't know. It's true about the, um, they don't make movies anymore. Like, this because, like, the last midsummer I saw, maybe um, six days ago or so, at this point as we record, I've seen a few movies since then, not in the theater or anything, not new movies, but, uh, like, the last movie I just watched... Uh, on Netflix was Quiz Show from I think the early '90s, which I'd never seen until now, and I really enjoyed that. I don't know if you've seen it, but that's like, yeah, okay, classic. yeah, you like that one. So that that's like that's like one of the prime examples I feel like of a movie that I don't think that movie would ever get made today, uh, with certainly not with the budget it seemed to have. Um, yeah, like a movie about a, a Quiz Show scandal from the '60s with like big name actors and everything. And, like, a ton of extras and great, you know, all the stuff like that, sets and everything. Like, it's like, that. I was watching that kind of thinking the same type of thing. Like, this, yeah, this would never happen today. And, it, yeah, it is kind of sad. But um, what we're talking today about a uh, movie, that, again, it's an indie movie, I guess you'd call it. So, the, um, the, that movie, that is what gets made now. The, either small budget, more small budget films that appeal to, I guess, a more limited audience. Uh, or three types of movies, I guess. Those horror movies in general, which this kind of is, but also low-budget horror movies that appeal to more broad audience. We have a, a back episode on horror movies if you want to go check that out on the feed from a few months ago. And then, of course, you know Marvel and Disney and all the big, huge budgets movies that have to be based on a property. But like I said, Midsummer is kind of a, a mix of the first two, I guess. I think it's a little more indie than... Horror. I didn't personally find it scary necessarily, except maybe about the relationship stuff. And actually, we said we're not in a relationship. If I was in a relationship, Toy Story Four might be the movie that is kind of like a date movie. I would say you, even if you're an adult, adult or whatever, you take your kids too. But that like Pixar movies in the past with the girlfriends. That's I've I've gone to that. Now I'm saying now that I'm not in a relationship. Wait for the Netflix stuff. I'm gonna see it or whatever. But. Uh, but Midsummer, on the other hand, not a movie I would take a date to, or certainly if you're in a, like a, a longish term relationship and you're thinking of, on the fence about something, definitely wouldn't see this one together. Do you, do you concur? Well, I don't know. I feel like it takes a certain level of self-awareness. Like, it depends on like how secure you are in the relationship and whether one of you is that absolute bullshit partner who's just like absolutely not going to listen um to the concerns of the other and and you know thinking they're doing the other a favor just by being there um and not contributing at all like these are these are the kinds of relationships i've gotten my, myself into from the uh from the florence Pugh's perspective so it was uh it was really cutting cutting for me um, but yeah, I mean, you can absolutely see this with a, with a partner. It's just like, don't see it if you're a shitty partner. Yeah. But I, but I mean, do people, most people aren't like actively cognizant, like I'm a shitty partner. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think this could be awkward it just in general <laughs> in a relationship. I don't know. That's the sense I got from him. But again, yeah, I don't know. Did you see it? Uh, I, I went and saw it by myself, had a good time. You know, it was a, it was a packed theater, um, Cause you know I'm in hipster town over here, so that's the type of movie that appeals to that audience. Um, and you know it was a full, full. I was glad I went alone. I got like a one seat in a pretty good spot. If I if I was with someone else, I wouldn't have been able to do that. What who did you see it with? Anyone? Uh, I went to see it on a date. I live in Brooklyn, so you know, hipster town over here as well. You oh so you went on a date like a first date or yeah it was a second date um second date okay. we I, I didn't go to see it with a partner <laughs> gotcha how did the date uh enjoy it um I mean I think we both went okay I will not speak for the uh the, the aforementioned date I think I think though we both went because we were films of Ari Aster's first film Hereditary and you know that is just like a wig snatching horror film where you feel like I don't know, to, to mix metaphors, like, I felt like my skin was lit on fire while I was watching Hereditary. I felt like anything could happen at any moment. Um, I was ready to be scared, and I was often scared a little bit, or at least, like, shocked. 
And I went into this expecting that, and I was let down a little bit. But, like, the movie that I saw was really good. Okay. And I, I, I and that's what I came away, the conversation post-date. That, like, that, that's what I gather from, So you know. you and her were both new... You and her mentioned beforehand, like, talked about, oh, this is the Sky's... We've seen the Sky's other movie like that. It was, like, a conversation beforehand. Yes, yeah. Interesting, because... Okay, because... So, like, each of us knew what to expect, and then, like, turns out that we were expecting the wrong thing. Interesting, because from my perspective, I didn't... I've actually not seen Hereditary still. I don't know why. Like, I knew it was critically acclaimed and stuff. It did, something about it didn't appeal to me, I guess. I mean, we talked on our horror episode. That horror is not my genre in general, I'm getting, I've been getting a little more into Yo, it. Yo, Hereditary is so good. I, I'm going to see it because, you know, I, I really, I mean, just to put it out right now, let's, the general thoughts and then we'll go, we'll go into detail, spoilers, whatnot. If you don't want to hear that, you can pop off in a second. But um, I love this movie. Like, I, I was sitting in the theater. Like, I, I, I don't know why I went. I mean, I went because, like, again, I was like, by myself, I was like, oh, let me go see a movie. It was 4th of July, I think. Um, you know, the day off work and all that. I was like, oh. I heard a couple of things, like, I guess, I don't know why, I, I guess I saw tweets or something from some critics I follow or whatever that's that liked it, and I watched the preview, and I was like, oh, this looks pretty interesting. I, li- I liked kind of the setting, just from the preview or whatever. I didn't really know, I guess maybe I saw that it was the hereditary guy, but again, not seeing it, I didn't know specifically anything to expect. So I, I, I Basically to say, I pretty much went in not knowing much about it at all, mm. and I was I really enjoyed it almost the whole time. Like I was sitting there in the theater, really like probably one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Yeah, that that's the thing. That's like it's over two hours, and you do not notice. I agree with that, and it was very funny. I thought like dark comedy, obviously, but I I enjoyed the yes. the humor element that I got from it, which. I, I, I've heard, I guess, Hereditary is not exactly that way. It's a little more serious, maybe more scary, I guess. Like I said, I didn't find this scary other than the fact of the, the relationship stuff is scary. And I was like, uh, but that, that's not really scary. I mean, it's more like, I, I don't know exactly what the word for it is, but, um, it's, it, but it's, a, it's still a visceral movie, certainly, and everything like that. Um, yeah. There's gross out kind of scenes as well, I would say. Um, it's certainly. rough. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. But but in a way that, see, I've seen other movies and even movies about relationships, certainly, or whatever it is about, even not just romantic, I guess, but human relationships in general. Some movies like that are hard to sit through, even if you're like, it's a good movie objectively. Like some of those movies can be, I, I wish I could probably pull an example right now, which I'm not doing, but you know what I mean in general. Like, you talking about Swim Fan? Did you say Swim Fan? <laughs> I did say swim fan. I wasn't really talking about swim fan, but but uh, maybe more of a, a prestige movies. I don't know, but some movies that are like you get why it's good, but like it can be awkward or just like painful to watch, you know. Yeah. And this one, even though it had some of that elements in theory, I didn't find it, like maybe it cut was because of the humorous bent to it that, and also I think probably because of the scenery and some things like weird elements like that with the whole festival and everything they were doing, um, I just didn't feel that way. And that's why I did, like, really enjoy the movie. And I, I was, you know, sitting in it, like, not feeling the time, all all that sort of thing, you know? Yeah, no, uh, I mean, he's... I don't know. If he, if he does one more film that I love this much, like, I'm going to start calling him an absolute master, like, on the level of, like, some of the other greats that we have working right now, Denis Villeneuve, um, God forbid, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um... He's really good, and he knows exactly what to do with every moment of a script, with every moment of a, like, I don't know. He he, he also directed this film. He wrote and directed it. I, I don't know. It's, there was this, like, floating feeling where you were, we, like, you were seeing such serious shit, but, like, there were these, like, awkward, beautifully weird, op- like, opera buffa moments, um, like, tying each scene together where, like, these like stupid Americans were making genuine mistakes and like, like cultural mistakes, and we all laughed about them. And it ruled. And you might have went, you might have went a little too highbrow for me just now. What is opera buffa, or what is that term you just? Sorry, used? sorry. Um, when when in in the origins of like the Italian opera, they they had two like genres of opera: opera buffa, which was comedy, and opera seria, which is serious. Um, the the tragedies. Gotcha. 
Yeah, because there was very tragic stuff, obviously. I mean, we might as well just... Well, one second, we'll pop into spoilers. Uh, one comment, though, about... Because they're Americans. The one thing I will say that does kind of annoy me about film... It's not really this fault of this film or anything in, in the film itself. Um, and the acting was all very good, but it does sometimes annoy me when they get all pretty much all British actors to play, like, the American clueless... Like, if you're gonna... Like, I've... No, you know, it's gonna be clueless Americans, fine, but, like, like get Americans to play it. Not even just of, like, if it's a negative portrayal of Americans. Just in general, in Hollywood, I feel like... Do, do British people need to play, like, every role, you know what I mean? I feel like there's a counter-argument to be made there that I will not necessarily make here where I don't know for sure that an American actor could play an ugly American as, I don't know. I want to say broadly, but it's not broad. It, it, as, as seriously as, you know, these people did. I don't know. I, I feel like that's, you know, we, I, I, I just don't know about that. I mean, I feel like that's not giving enough credit to American actors, but maybe, you know, maybe. Because like, I get it from, like, the perspective of, like, some... Uh, fantasy film where like English actors can like pull that off better I think like kind of the crazier stuff or weird fantasy elements like they have more gravitas but like this is talking about playing American because I also know it's been a debate of films like yes about the African American community uh, getting British actors and like Australian whatever to play those and people are saying, like, this is our story. I mean, it's not the same as this example with Midsummer, but you know what I mean? Like, I do think there is a debate there. Mm. Like Martin Luther King or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. David so, Yellow. Anyway, yeah. because also the thing about it was there was a British character. There was British characters in the film, too. I mean, this, like, at a certain point, it's like this. You, well, all right, let's go full spoiler at this point. Okay. Of the of the people they bring in the, should we call it a cult? I guess or what is it exactly? Like a commune, but it's yeah, it's not a cult. I don't think we can call it that. I mean, well, all right. So the Swedish commune. I don't. I'm gonna. Look There's up. not like an other world, like nether energy that they're bringing in. Like all of the shit that they do, you find out is just like normal. Like yeah, this happens every nine, 90 years, and we fucking love it, and this is how we live our lives. Bullshit. Well, but is that is that the definition of a cult that it has to be otherworldly or something or what? What are you saying? No, but I feel like in a horror, in a horror film, like if there's a cult, like they're worshiping oh, okay. some kind of like weird, like otherworldly energy, and like this is that, like this is just how people like in rural Sweden are living their lives. I guess in I this think, in, in this film, and okay, this film. in the film, yeah, I was gonna say you might be offending uh, rural Swedes at this point who are probably not listening, but still. Um, yeah, so anyway, what I was going to say is obviously there's the two Swedish guys that grew up in this commune and they, they're they like, I guess, tasked with bringing, uh, you know, foreigners or whoever, bringing sacrifices in essentially, right? And the the one guy, so the main, the more main character brings in our, our other main characters, right? The, I guess four other people and his quote unquote brother brings in two other people right a couple that are that are british right so it's not even like they had they had actual british characters and that's why i brought that up you know so there this movie could have been like there i didn't really see a a reason why it had to be americans in the role like it could have just been those the, the couple characters could have been two americans or whatever and then the other four main protagonists were were from Britain, like the Swedish guy went to school in Britain instead of American. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Chidi from The Good Place is American, I believe, the actor, which I was surprised to see him, pleasantly surprised. But, um, yeah. But I believe all the other characters, main characters, are British actors or Irish or whatever playing American, you know? Yes. Uh, William Jackson Harper is from Dallas. Okay. Yeah. And I assume because he has a you know a regular American accent, which I mean some of the not that the other ones had bad American accents, but you know, they British people or uh, foreign people doing American accents typically go in like a certain range. You know, that's like they they have to put on a voice like something they can do. I mean, this is probably you know I don't, I didn't even want to talk about. Well, it. We and should... like so like I I do want to mention like 
I heard Ari Aster on like some other podcast um, on a ring on the the Ringer podcast with the movies um, say that like he he read a lot of people for this role uh, and he wanted Florence Pugh specifically because she had this like untrained like kind of raw brilliance and she's great in Little Drummer Boy or Little Drummer Girl excuse me um, like that that he really vibed What's with. What's that? Is that? Yeah, it's like a I don't know. It's it's a weird like. It's like a crime novel, but a TV show, and it's very confusing. Um, very Thomas Pinchon. Okay. Um, oh, it's a show, yeah. not a movie. He he loved her in that, uh, and like he he wanted her specifically. He like he wanted her for this role as soon as he knew that like she was available, and she wasn't able to read the part. But like, so they were reading a lot of other people, and she wasn't able to put anything on tape because she was filming something else. Um, and like he, they, they held off waiting for her for so long that like it ended up being like, oh yeah, I just want this this actor. Um, but I want to call out that specifically because like she's not a Shakespearean actor. Like she's she's kind of untrained and like very raw and like brought some of that to this. She was great. Like, like oh, she was great in this. Yeah. And all the acting was very good in this. I thought um, even the, the Swedish guy, the main guy. I don't know that actor, of course. I think I assume he's a Swedish actor. I thought I really liked him in it, um, but. The but yeah, I'm just I wouldn't say it need, it need to be cast differently. I just personally thought it didn't necessarily need to be American. If you're gonna, sure. if all the actors you like are British or from the UK, or whatever, or Ireland or whatever, you could just because because again, it, I see like the the ignorant American thing. But at a certain point, it, it could still be an ignorant British part. Like Britain, America, it's not that much different, you know. And and like, I mean, I I guess it is integral to the film somewhat we had the relationship stuff but we also have the uh the ignorance to other cultures thing i guess because it's kind of like the the americans are getting what they deserve a little bit even though it's clearly more than what they deserve but yeah you know they're getting like it's like at a certain point before everything really starts going crazy you're like these swedish people like if if the situation was wasn't with all this killing and sacrificing right and it was just like maybe weird to most people, but uh, you know, a, a strange commune that does these traditions, then they would be they should realistically be getting mad at the the guests, right? Because they're being pretty like ignorant in some cases, or just annoying, or everything like that, you know? Yeah, I yeah, totally, totally. Like the the ugly Americans having the like spring break from hell are not like necessarily the bad guys and not totally deserving of what happens to them per se i just wanted to call out that like this isn't a, a no, case well they're definitely not yeah this just isn't a case of I like mean, the cast of harry potter taking the jobs of american actors over and over again because people like british actors and think that they're smarter that that's all i was saying all right so let, let's again let's get past that at this point like is there's obviously way more stuff to talk about with the film of this what actually happened. boy is there so the it i guess it's i mean it's i i did like how it's it's a blend of a couple of different kinds of movies I, I, like i already said it's black comedy for sure relationship film cultish film i know you're arguing against cult i guess but uh you know like no 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 yeah i get it uh, normal quote unquote normal people going into a strange environment film almost a little bit not full slasher but a little bit in that vein of like you're get, because in slasher films as well it's like a lot of times they throw on unlikable characters because you know they're gonna get killed and you like root for that in this case it was like putting some fairly unlikable people in to essentially get killed one by one a little bit yeah so there is that element a lot uh, you know with the setting and everything and also with the commune cult stuff whatever it was reminding me a little bit of the wicker man as well i would say mm-hmm and and with the bear costume then lighting that thing on fire especially that part was very i would be surprised if that wasn't at least somewhat uh yeah referencing the wicker man or influenced by it on purpose you'd imagine so like all that stuff together yeah i was uh, really enjoying uh the blending of all that stuff um and then yeah like we said florence pew that's her name right yes is so and it was the, the super dark start right with uh her i guess sister killing her parents and her like murder suiciding her parents which is like probably one of the darkest things that could happen to someone right yeah you need to see hereditary um but but yeah that was really rough i will say about hereditary i did 
get spoiled, I guess. Like, I know something, a big event that happens in the film. So if I do... And I'm not a yeah. person that cares yeah. about that spoilers so much, but I do know something happens where one character dies a certain way or whatever that's shocking or whatever, right? Man, I'm sorry you had that spoiled for you. That was, that was a moment in the theater. Yeah. Well, it's not like I can go back and watch in the theater now anyway. But this one, it, it's like, it starts out with that and then kind of... <laughs> So, I mean, if you think about it, like, from the perspective of... what Do you remember the character's name, actually, the, the main protagonist? Like, the, in the film, what her name is? Danny. Danny, right. So, Danny starts out with a her whole family basically dying while she's in the middle of, like, not a great relationship. Or basically with a guy who wants to... Who's, like, kind of trying to get out of it. Obviously can't... I mean, I did feel somewhat bad for him at this point at least not maybe bad for him but i could i could relate a little bit not relate but obviously doesn't happen to me well but. at this point you don't know what a bad boyfriend he is you only know that like this person needs him so much and he wants out of the relationship for reasons right and and you can like you can relate on a certain level or again not relate but you can like empathize with like if if you are in like a relationship that you're like thinking about ending soon and something like this happened to your partner you couldn't really just you would have to stick around at least for a while after that right so like from that angle like he was kind of in a position where what is he gonna do you know but um but so it opens with that then it ends with everyone dying again her whole family but it's not really her family but all her friends or boyfriend and his friends like being dead and her being crowned i mean i guess crowned may queen or whatever and then it's like a type of ending to a film where at that point, it's, like, kind of beyond, uh, re- not reason, but it's kind of beyond logic or whatever, you know. But you're not really supposed to think about necessarily what happens to her after this. Like, does she just stay with them in the commune or what? You know, do they kill her later or whatever? I think so. Do we want to guess? Like, I think she just lives there now. I mean, there would be no reason not to, I suppose, at that point. But, like, how do you live with yourself after that? I mean, like. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the movie ends where it ends for a reason. Yeah, because it does, it ultimately ends in a point where she has to choose, because they also let her choose, like, do you do you want the final sacrifice to be your boyfriend or this guy you don't know, this random guy? And obviously she chooses the bo- uh, the boyfriend. What, what Do you remember what his name was? The boyfriend was? who she has seen, we should say, um, his name was Christian. Um, the boyfriend who she has seen like fucking that redhead who was after him the whole time yeah uh, and, that, and, and we're really working our way backward through this i i just want to say like it was like i think it's a brilliant fucking screenplay where the whole time i was just like chewing up the plot and just like not thinking about what any of it meant just expecting it to be like oh this is a straightforward horror film but like also it was a grief narrative and also it was one of those like vacation from hell freak out movies like and then also at the end it was just this really beautiful breakup movie that, that like I didn't expect and he said in an, in an interview that I heard afterward um, that like she's living a breakup movie everyone else is living one of those like green inferno type situations yeah horror slasher or whatever yeah yeah that's true I think I mean that, that's the sense I got certainly that ultimately it was like a breakup movie and that's why I said like it's that's why I have the feeling that it's not a good especially if you're in a slightly volatile relationship I wouldn't watch this together um I but, you know, maybe people have different feelings than that. But, um, but with the her, her, it certainly reminded me of a couple of my oh ex-girlfriends. Who, who did the the Christian character? Interesting. Yes. Um, and that's how funny too, because it is like the the Swedish character. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't obviously. I didn't remember any of these characters' names, but the one who brings them the fr- the friend. Mm. Do you have it? No, I don't have it. it it's like. It's okay, like Pavel, but it's not Pavel. Okay. I, I don't know, but um, he's, like, he actually seems, like, of the characters, like, on face value, he seems, like, kind of the nicest guy, or, like, he's treating her better, certainly, than her actual boyfriend and the other friends, right? Yes, on purpose. And his name is Pele. And he's, like, yeah. Pele? Yeah. Pele. Like, that's the, like the soccer player. Right yeah, but it's pronounced differently, right? Like Pele. Uh, so Pele is, yeah, and obviously it is for a reason, like you said, but he, but he does have like a certain charm to him, which is probably good for recruiting people, but you know what I mean? Like he, he could be like a character in a more straightforward movie or that movie that, you know, in a different 
type of movie, this character can still kind of be in it being like the good guy, you know, or whatever that they fall for, you know. But he ends up being the one yeah. that's like he's basically luring people to die essentially in this uh, commune he grew up in. So I, I thought that was uh, an interesting angle as well. Um, and like, he, but he was like a likable. He was one of the only likable characters in the movie, really. Um, because also with these people, it's like they're they're also uh, postgraduates, I guess, students like arguing about their yeah, I think so. Which which is just kind of an annoying trope of character anyway, or person in real life. You might know, right? Someone that's talking about their uh, their uh, what's the what is the thing they're going for there? Like their um, thesis project thesis, yeah, all the time. And then the I'm just gonna call him a cheaty because of the good place but Chidi and Christian are arguing over like who gets to do what and Christian kind of basically straight up undercuts him knowing he wants to do this and as his thing and he just decides that he wants to do it now right but like the Chidi's not a good a good guy either he's like purposely subverting what the the people told him not to do like breaking into their room taking pictures and they told him now he's being like the ugly American type of guy so like it's like um Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, well. they do such a great job setting him up. And his name is William Jackson Harper, by the way. But I do the same thing. Like, I, I called him Cheaty the whole well, that's, time. Well, that's the actor's name, right? uh, With the friend that I saw it with. Yeah, his name's William Jackson Harper. The actor. But um, we don't know what his, the yeah, character's but, name in this film is, right? Oh, uh, it's Josh. He's the easiest one. Josh, okay. Well, that's, that's, that's too simple to be easy, because then you forget it, right? They do such a good job making him, like, better than Christian, but, like, still also shitty. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, so, and then the the other character who's, you know, the other English guy playing an American is is a guy I've seen in a bunch of movies. I feel like he's he's like he works a lot, um, even though I don't remember his name. But he's like the Will Poulter. Will Poulter, that's right. He's like the most ugly American of like the typical variety, right? Like that's just like the dumb, you know. Where's the guy from Bandersnatch? Yeah, which I haven't seen, but I heard it was bad. But I didn't know he was the one from that. I think he's in The Revenant, I believe. I remember him from... That's correct. Where he actually played an English guy for once. Um, he was in, like, a... I remember seeing him all over the previews and commercials, even though I never saw this movie ever. But I think he played, like, the son in that, like, Jennifer Aniston movie where they're, like, in, traveling around. We're the Millers, RV you're or right. Whatever. Yeah, so he's been around a little while. Um, so he's the first one, I guess, to get to get not bumped off right yeah i mean he's the ugliest american yeah that's kind of his sins are the most obvious i'll say obvious yeah that's kind of what i was going for the most archetypal of that one um and then we don't really see him die or anything he just kind of gets taken away by that woman right um yeah we don't see him die we do see him um like being drained of all his blood and organs in the like sacred shack is i think what we're what we see there I believe that was the British guy. Okay, okay, okay. He had like flowers on his eyes. I think that was the British guy. The the one. No, um, when 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 Chidi and so, I guess we should preface this for like continuity's sake. Like, so at this point, these people are seeing all these parts of these ritual, and they they're more and more unsettling. Like they include an old couple like throwing themselves off a cliff and getting their heads busted open brutally, and then like that's the first thing and, that really happens. And people yeah. screaming, yeah. And then the British couple freaks out over that, and then they get kind of taken away. Yeah, instead of take, being taken back to town to, to get the fuck out of there, they are just murdered, um, as was always the plan, Children of the Corn style. Um, and then Mark is just, like, the the ugliest American, and during the next, like... He takes a piss on their, like, sacred tree or whatever. Yeah, so one of the, like, village hot girls takes him away, hot girl summer, um hot girl midsummer uh takes him away and he's like we know that he's dead at this point um but cheaty when he is taking the uh pictures of the sacred ritual book the whole thing is like he can't take pictures can't uh, name names or anything um and his like just like lust for knowledge just gets him like takes him to like that is his that is his unforgivable sin it takes him to the point where he must be murdered um he turns around in that cabin, and I think that it is this character who is hanging from the rafters there being drained of all his blood. Because you see him, like, propped up as a body bag, this character, Mark. Um, okay. Like, there's nothing I don't inside him when they place him in the, like, his organs and shit have been removed. 
he's like a limp like sack vessel thing in in the in the final scene when they're like placing all of the Oh, in the final scene, yes, you're right. I, I yeah, thought you meant, I, like, when Cheating is killed that, like, on DC. So Cheaty turns around, and there's a figure in the doorway, and he's like, Christian, like, we're not supposed to be in here, whatever, because he thinks that the guy okay. who is... That's what I missed. The, the other ugly American, Danny's boyfriend, bad boyfriend, uh, Christian, he thinks that, like, that guy is in the room with him, um, and it turns out to be, like, one of the villagers or something, I think... It's a really confusing scene. Yeah, I thought he was just thought the villager but was like, crushed. He gets hit over the head and he's bleeding out, and then like the camera looks up because Chidi's dying uh, and he can't look up himself, and like hanging from the rafters is Mark. So that's the first time we see for sure that oh, this is ex- explicitly what's happening. They're gonna die, you know. That he's Chidi's the first one we see die on screen, right? And then and then when Christian's running around at the end and goes in that shack, that's the British guy, I think, with the flowers on his eyes in there or whatever, getting trained or whatever um so well with the i mean there's this whole element like i said kind of the gross out stuff or whatever there's this whole element that's set up pretty early on with this like ritual of like pubic hair and uh menstrual blood or whatever like yeah it's an ancient swedish love spell yeah uh and then they're probably the biggest uh and i let out a visceral noise as well at this and like probably the biggest theater moment of like oh shit it was like when when everyone in the theater realized that you could kind of see that Christian's drink was a different color than everyone else's and on the scene there, the wide shot, but everyone kind of realized in the theater at the same time, like when he pulled the hair out of his mouth, like, Oh, that's what's going on in the drink right there. So that, that was the grossest part of the film. I would say that was really gross in a film where again, old, old guy that, you know, jumps off a cliff, doesn't kill him is, Legs shattered and people bash his head in with a hammer. <laughs> but period blood is somehow grosser when you drink it than seeing that. I don't know. That's just it shouldn't be objectively, if you think about it, why one's just a normal occurrence every day happens, but it's still like more viscerally Yeah. You that you could think about it as like that could happen to you theoretically, I guess, more likely that you would <laughs> mistakenly drink that than and be grossed out than uh than seeing an old man jump off a cliff, you know. Um, but, and I guess also because, like, that's, the the death stuff is happens in movies all the time, too, where this, and you're more used to that, whereas some of this other more visceral uh, scenes are something you don't see as much, which is also what I liked about the film, right? Yeah. Um, and with the character, that redhead character, I, obviously that that's the whole crux of the end part where she... She's crowned the May Queen, whatever. He's all drugged up, and then they she looks in and sees what's going on with all the women in there. But that also, I would say, wasn't really his fault. I mean, he clearly, I mean, he basically got drugged and you know, uh, pretty much. I don't, I don't know if I'd go far as to say raped, but like pretty much, like didn't really have a choice of what was going on there, uh, and then gets killed. So it is dark in that sense as well, right? Uh, even though it's like you get like a sense of justice almost with her like laughing at the end or whatever you really do feel it but but if you really think about it like logically it's like that's really fucked up what happens to him even even well you feel like he would have done it anyway i don't i such a child like he's not an adult yeah i think they do a really good job of shooting that where like during the the second mushroom trip uh, where, like, his head shrinks when the dude, like, claps his hands in his face, and he, like, he walks away from the table to go, like, fuck the, the redhead, like, holding the hem of his shirt like a child. Well, he's all fucked up and drugged at that point, right? Well, he's all fucked up, but he, like, reverts to this, like, very childlike state, and you kind of understand, like, he's not capable of taking care of, uh, Danny. Like... Which was pretty clear by this that point anyway, right? Right, and he thinks that he's doing her, like, such this huge favor by staying with her th- through, th- through all this. And, like, I-, I think that's kind of the point of the, 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 the breakup part of this movie's, like, narrative uh, trident. Like, yeah, dude, like, you're nothing special. In-, in-, in fact, you cannot fulfill the basic duties of a partner at a time like this, and, uh, fuck you. Yeah, I d- and when you say he would have done it anyway, I do think he would have done that in a different kind of scenario right because he got it like he he was if, if it was like a 
hot blonde whatever like if there's someone that caught his eye and he's like because there's even a part you know what i mean there's parts earlier in the film where they're talking about like what they're gonna do in sweden or every women or whatever but like he was never attracted to this reddit guy she was like 16 maybe or something like that was i think he was i think he was see i disagree with that Uh, because there's even parts where like he he's brought she's brought up to him by like um another guy in the village or whatever and he's like oh he's like kind of aloof about her clue like he's like she's like that means they can have or maybe it's a swedish guy like that means she can have sex now or whatever and he's like oh good for her i guess whatever like i don't i didn't think he was like thinking that way about her at all like that because see i think you're wrong i think it's like i think it's like yeah i would never look at her because i have a girlfriend and meanwhile he's like constantly looking at her out of the corner of his eye. see i disagree again because i think I think it's part of it that, like, it's even someone... The person it ends up being is someone he's not even, like, really would be interested in. I think he's hmm. not... Interesting. I, don't, I, I think he was, like, certainly willing to, like, go, go with someone else or whatever. Uh, or maybe he has this sense of duty about the boyfriend or whatever. But I, I don't think it was, like... Like, I think it... I don't know. I'm not... Maybe I'm having trouble explaining what my thought is on this, but... I, I thought that was part of like the whole thing that it was that it was also someone that just like found him out, wanted him, you know, that he's not caring about, and that's like ultimately done. To, I mean, it was a crazy scene anyway with like all the all the women there and like the old woman behind him like pushing on him and stuff like that. Yeah, and it was so great that that scene was just so like unnerving and not hot at all. No, it really wasn't. I mean, there's not really. Um, other than maybe some of the lush landscapes of, yeah, I guess, rural Sweden or whatever, there wasn't really much, uh, yeah, titillation in this film, I would say. Um, but, because again, that girl is like, I don't I'm sure the actress is older or whatever, but I think she was like supposed to only be like 16 or something. like. Yeah. And, you know, a red, red hair instead of like the, the, blonde like typical sweden beautiful and that's like the stereotype or whatever you know um and i guess like i mean the the um was it purposeful that the actress that florence Pugh is blonde as well and that does that have anything to do with like the whole swedish angle like that she kind of fits in there i don't even think she i don't even think she was really blonde i think like it, it was dyed yeah, uh, well, but the character, I guess. I mean, like, was that that she looks a little bit like that? Kind of was that was that purposeful? I'm wondering. Well, she she'd fit in just fine, and maybe that was why she was chosen. Sure. Yeah. Also, do you think that they purposely made her the May Queen by like everyone just kind of throwing the competition? Or I do. I think she that. really did win it. Okay. Why though? Like, why if they did do that? Because they needed her. Like, they need the infusion of outside blood. They and they go through such pains to explain absolutely everything and you you have these questions but like they're getting answered at the pace that the characters like are asking them of the Swedes and it's really like it is really a feat I think that like I was never just like hold up this would never fucking happen um like you are as confused as the characters the whole time but the characters are always getting more information um, and it leaves them even more confused, of course. But you know the whole time, like, oh, I mean, you're gonna fucking die, so how do we get there? And it's a constant, like, game of cat like cat and mouse in that way. But, like, during one of the explanations, like, the, the, the village people, one, like, one of the elders, I think, said, like, uh, we, we do need infusions of, like, new blood every now and then. And it's like, okay, so, well, that's why you're but- here. And that's why they wanted uh, what Christian to have, have sex with her and uh, essentially get her pregnant. I mean, they, it's it's not necessarily going to happen on the one try there. She seemed confident, but anyway, do you? Well, she yeah, could exactly. feel it. Uh, so. Do you think that um, they because there was one other woman there that they brought in the British woman? Uh, is it because she freaked out and wasn't cool with everything, whereas uh, Danny was seemed to be more malleable to the whole situation that? They, you know, they thought, okay. Either that or racism reasons, which would be shittier. Um, because she was, like, I don't know, maybe Indian or something? She was clearly, like, Arab American, or Arab 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 English. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, 
I didn't really get the sense that would be a thing from what this this um, call to right, and it's it's but. great that we didn't have to have that conversation. Uh, they they definitely killed her because she freaked out. Yeah, and they needed these sacrifices anyway. But also, they sacrificed some of their own. Like the the other guy that, that brought the English people in was was one of the sacrifices. Then right, I guess volunteered or whatever, and like one other guy. Uh, with all the dead people. Uh, Christian was still alive, too, I guess, in the bear suit, but was too drugged up to feel anything, I guess. Um, and I think both of the brothers, like Pele and, and his brother who ended up dying, like, they each brought, like, friends, but among those friends was one girl that, like, they both wanted, but who was, like, dating someone else that was also on that trip. So I, it, it really gives me the impression that, like... That's a good point. Which every one of them survived the ordeal and was, like, less uncool with the whole thing. Like, they got to stay um, and, and become part of the tribe and, and, and like, be betrothed eventually to, um, like, the, the, the guy that brought them who clearly has a crush on them. Um, and, the, and the other one would have to sacrifice himself. That's interesting. That's a good point because at least from the the brothers' perspective, I'm assuming they're not literal brothers, but they're calling each other that. From the brothers' perspective, he there. Well, yeah, there was a part where he's like, "Oh, we used to date or whatever," and she's like, "Oh, maybe one date or something." Not really. Blah, one blah, blah. date. Yeah. With with Pele, I think he didn't. He didn't really seem like. It wasn't until like Christian invited her out of the you know because he felt like he had to or whatever that he kind of started to, like, I think the wheels started turning like oh, this, is, this would be good, you know, when they're talking um, before they leave. And, and then, it, obviously, it ramps up with he, like, draws a picture of her. He gets her to stay, all that. But it seemed a little mo- maybe a little more, um, and I think he does want to get with her and everything, but it, it seemed a little more uh, for the purpose of the thing from his point. Where, yeah, with the brother, maybe it was, like, more of a thing where he was into the girl because uh, of that whole thing they brought up. But, it, but it's a good point you, br- you brought up that I didn't really think of there. Now, now that I'm putting it all together. Um, yeah, I mean, we so we, we went through a lot of the film here. We won't, won't go too long on this, but I recommend everyone see it. Or if you like this, I guess not everyone should see it, but if you like um, the types of movies that we brought up, we brought up like six, seven different kind of genres or subgenres of films that this is kind of part of, like if you like any of those, or just like kind of weird stuff, you probably like this, right? Yeah, I mean, if you, like, I don't know, if anyone who has downloaded this and has listened to us bullshit about uh, Midsummer in July of 2019, um, they probably are interested in our opinions about movies, and I'm, like, we're telling you to go see this. Or I've seen it already, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. And, like, I also was kind of thinking, if, like, it, it take all the, if, if this was, like, a real thing without, obviously, the death and, um all the alternative ulterior motives rather if you could just like go chill for a week at like a commune in the middle of nowhere sweden and do a bunch of drugs and just have fun whatever that that would be actually really fun right yeah <laughs> like we're also endorsing like if your friend needs to go home from rumspringa like go with them yeah i guess that's kind of what it was like uh, analogous to like a uh, uh rum uh yeah what do you call it amish rumspringa or whatever right yeah yeah so and like we said acting is was very good, especially from the main character, but played by Florence Pugh. I'm excited to see her and other stuff now. I think she's in a... I did see that she's in another film, maybe that came out last year, that I've been meaning to watch, which I should probably get into that. I almost... That's might be where I go next, rather than Hereditary, but I should watch that as well, certainly, it sounds like. What film? She's in Little Women uh, that is coming out soon. No, I'm talking about if... Is that Greta Gerwig's new movie coming out? You know yeah, I'll, I mean, I might watch that. I'm not super invested in that one. But no, this is a film that already came out. I think another indie. Uh, let me try looking it up real quick here. Is it Fighting With My Family? No. No, she's in that. That's like a wrestling movie or something, right? Yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Lady Macbeth is the name of the film from 2016, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Huh, I thought it came out last year. No, it's from 2016. Yeah, that's supposed to be... Um, very good, and I want to watch it now because I, I uh, like her acting. Yes, and she is going to star alongside 
Oh, no, she's in Little Women coming up, and she's starring... Don't worry, uh, folks at home. Uh, you can't be an actor of any note without getting into one of these goddamn Marvel movies, so don't worry over there, E-Nam. She is going to uh, star alongside Scarlett Johansson in the Black Widow film, so... In case you were, in case you were worried they weren't gonna get Disney wasn't gonna get her too, they did. So, anyway, only Greta Gerwig is perfect. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm sure there'll be some. They'll they'll throw her, you know, a hundred million dollars to make some like well, I, I don't know what other like. And she D- will turn it down because D- she's an artist. Marvel film. I don't know. I mean, she'll be like, can, can I can I write it with what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a Noah Bomb back no, on no Marvel film, actually. They'll make some, uh, anyway. Uh, Alright, so I think that's going to do it for this edition of Movies Are Elven, especially since someone in my house I think is vacuuming right now. Um, so, uh, any f- final thoughts or anything? Or throw out any movies you're excited coming out, other than Little Women, I guess? I'm not even, like, I'm not even sure what's coming out anymore. I, I'm so lost. Like, this feels like kind of a lost year for films. Um, and just let me know if uh, you see something interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've just been going back th- through a lot of, you know, movies that aren't from this year. Because I still like seeing a ton of films. Been watching a lot of, like, late 60s, early 70s films recently. And I like I said, I saw Quiz Show for the first time the other day. That I recommend that. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A movie that did come out this year, which I I liked pretty well. It's and it's a short film. That's uh, I believe a Netflix original, or it's on Netflix. Is the Perfection? I don't know if you saw that with um Allison Williams. That's you a, know that I will not watch a film about a cellist. And uh, oh right, because you have some background there. Uh yeah, so maybe you don't. But it, it that uh, had some definitely weird slash horror type elements as well if you're into that sort of thing so i might, I might give that a light recommend and uh yeah but anyway we'll be back for another movies episode sometime in the future but definitely check out if you're an nba fan uh on this brooklyn rebound network feed any of our nba episodes definitely we've been doing uh, some fairly consistent ones of those lately a lot of action happening there free agency and the like you know, probably get back into some NFL stuff. It, only a few short months from now, that league is starting up again, much to my uh, joy. Uh, so, yeah, stay subscribed to the Brooklyn Rebound Network here. Uh, and uh, follow E-Nam, a.k.a. Young Spooky at, uh, uh, what is it? It's it, it's me, y'all. That's not right. No thanks, y'all, on Twitter, right? At no thanks, y'all. Yeah, and uh, for some... Uh, general thoughts of a lot of different varieties some hot takes for sure i'll say uh from e-nam over there on twitter and uh some insight into his personal life i'm sure in the meantime we're gonna get on out of here Uh, don't get taken to a second location by a strange swedish man and uh yeah we're out of here peace Summertime and we'll sing again. We go driving or maybe we'll settle down. She's rich, she's nice, bring your friends and we'll go into town.